What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be rocking with you on a beautiful Sunday morning uh, with the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. I'm happy to be with you, your host, as always, Tyler Fessler. And what another wonderful weekend of games. Tough one. Tough one for us as far as predicting the spread. I had a few uh, surprises, I guess is, is, is the best word, in the Big Ten this last weekend, and I'm excited to talk about it and so much more here on today's episode. So we'll be recapping week five, where we were right, where we were wrong. Of course, we want to tell you guys where we think we were right and where we think we were wrong because we've got to, we want to be transparent with you guys. We want to say, hey, this is what, you know, we thought our logic, I think our logic was sound. And uh, so we'll do that. We're also, uh, last week we didn't do the tiers. So this week we will also be releasing the Big Ten tiers again. Uh, we've been doing this, we'll probably be doing this every other week just to kind of catch up uh, and, and have a little bit more of a sample size. And then, of course, we'll be looking forward a little bit into to our next podcast, which would be coming out on Thursday, uh, which is a betting podcast. But super excited to be here with you guys today. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into it. Like I said, a lot of surprises came out of this weekend, and I think we're starting to see a clearer picture more than ever uh, in the Big Ten. Right now, the Big Ten West is an absolute jambalaya. If I would have told you that uh, one through, what, six were going to be tied at one and one apiece, and that Wisconsin was going to be 0-2 in conference play, you probably would have laughed your head off at the beginning of the season. I have no idea what is going on with Wisconsin. And, and honestly, I don't really want to talk about Wisconsin. As I tweeted out, I want to talk about Illinois. Does everyone, does everyone realize how big of a win that was for the Fighting Illini? I mean, we're like legit, legit big time win. Not only did they did they win a football game, uh, you know, they've been known to do that over the years, kind of you know spoiling people. I mean, last year they did beat Penn State, but to go into a place that they had not won at since 2002, going 0-8 straight up, 0-8 the last eight games, right? 0-8. And And then going 2-6 against the spread. So meaning you've only covered twice against Wisconsin. To go in there and utterly dominate the game, that was phenomenal coaching. That was a phenomenal effort by all the players and a phenomenal win. I said at the beginning of the year, this Fighting Illini team is going to be pesky. This is not the Fighting Illini team. This is not the Illinois team we know of old that are going to roll over, forget about it, and, you know, easy win, bye week, play the backups. That is not this team. This team has proved to the nation that they are here, they are legit. And I said at the beginning, right, I said, best case scenario, you're three and one. Well, I mean, what I thought was going to happen was three and one, right? They're going to lose to Virginia or they're going to lose to Indiana at the very when we did our preview. And I said, going into it, you're three and one, coming off of a bye. You beat Chattanooga. You're going into Wisconsin. You have the toughest stretch that I thought was at Wisconsin, home against Iowa, home against uh, Minnesota. If you lose those three games, then you just got to pick up three games in the ensuing in the ensuing games, right? Nebraska, Michigan State, Purdue, uh, Michigan, Northwestern. I thought they were going to beat Northwestern. I said Nebraska would be close. So you're looking to spoil one other game and you get to that six-win part. They've already done that. 
And I still think that they'll beat Northwestern. And right now, I think Illinois is better than, than Nebraska. And then you're looking at it, you're like, okay, it, there it is. There's their six wins. They're back to a bowl game. Brett Bielema did it. It is incredibly impressive of what they were able to do. Now, I know a lot of people are going to take the negative approach into this. And, and I can understand that. I'm a positive guy. I want to stay happy on this. Wisconsin has not looked like Wisconsin this year. I don't know if it's the amount of starters, the amount of people that have left. I don't know if it is that, you know, Wisconsin uh, not becoming as, as attractive of a recruiting destination, recruiting being down a little bit. I don't know what it is. But so far this year, Wisconsin has lost at home to Washington State and at home to Illinois. They did lose to Ohio State. That was on the road in the shoe. Understandable. But this was a game that you could not afford to lose if you're Wisconsin. And now you are 0-2. And I'm not saying you're going to finish bottom because I don't think Northwestern is, is that good of a team this year. We're obviously, uh, we have a pretty good sample size with them. But Wisconsin, I don't think is going to make it to Indianapolis. I think that we're looking at Iowa, uh, maybe as 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 uh, one to make it in Purdue with the upset over Minnesota obviously uh, a, a very viable team Minnesota you're just hoping that you know somebody knocks off Purdue and you stay strong in Illinois I don't think I don't think uh, Northwestern nor Nebraska are going to have the firepower to make it to Indianapolis but as we're looking at it we might be seeing kind of a, maybe a, a changing of the guard not only uh, are our kids more apt with with NIL to go to uh, schools that they wouldn't normally go to, uh, but if you could get a million dollar deal from a you know a, a business in in Illinois versus no money in in Wisconsin, why would you not go to Illinois, right? And then if you're putting together a team, you can kind of get behind that team, trusting your coach Brett Bielema, you've got it. I like this Illinois team. I like what Bielema's done. I love the offensive coordinator. I love the defensive coordinator. Outside of the gaffe they had against Indiana, they should be 5-0. and Honestly, they should be 5-0. and And they should be, right now, 2-0 and in conference play. That's not where we're at. But I'm very impressed with the Fighting Illini and what they've been able to accomplish this, this year. And... I want to see if Wisconsin can bounce back. I want to talk about Wisconsin. I haven't talked much about them this year. And if I'm not talking about you, it means you're not interesting. Just like just like I said, I'm just with Northwestern. It's just it's not interesting anymore. Okay, well, a, a one-win team against Nebraska and Ireland is it's not it's not an interesting. That was interesting the first week of the season. You've got to continue to produce interesting results and be entertaining. And right now, I think Wisconsin's on the verge of just not really being able to talk about them because. There's just nothing there. Those were my thoughts to start off, um, is that Illinois played incredibly impressive. My next thought is uh, that of Maryland. We're going to jump to Maryland. And then we had a really interesting uh, question submitted by uh, by a, a listener. Might be a little bit longer of a podcast just because of, of that question. I wanted to say that I was very, I've, I've doubted Maryland this year. And when you're looking at it, you know, in 2021, they go to a bowl game seven and six. They hadn't been to a bowl game since 2016, 14, 13, 10, kind of been in and out. Whatever Michael Oxley is doing this year, he has been able to put it together. They're four and one. They have one loss to Michigan. This team is playing phenomenal. If you guys have not watched them play, you need to turn in to the Maryland Terrapins. They are playing 
really, really good football right now. And honestly, they could win the next three games and be one loss going into their final stretch. Final stretch, they got to go to Madison. They got to go to Happy Valley. They've got to play home against Ohio State and Rutgers. So they're going to be faced with some tough, some tough challenges. But this team is very impressive. I actually tuned in. I watched the entire Michigan State-Maryland game yesterday, and I walked away from it saying, this is not the Maryland of old. Maryland always would... would, would I, I've always felt like they played a weaker non-conference schedule so that they would have an opportunity to play in a bowl game. Playing teams like Howard, playing teams like Syracuse, playing teams like Bowling Green and Temple. And this year I thought it was going to be more of the same. Buffalo, Charlotte, SMU. Pretty easy wins to predict. Now, the SMU game, I didn't think they'd be upset. I thought it was going to be closer. But pretty easy games to go, okay, yeah, I can, I can see that. I can see them winning that. And then what I always felt like what happens with Maryland, just as what happened this year, is that they play well against a good team. And and you're like, whoa, Maryland. Maryland's good this year. They, they played tough. They beat so-and-so, who was a legit team. You look in 2019. They beat Syracuse. Who was ranked? They beat Texas in, the, in in 2018. Who was ranked? They beat Texas in 2017. Again, who was ranked? They kind of get like one big victory. Or they play a, a, a good team very, very closely. And then everyone jumps on their bandwagon. Everyone's thinking like, okay, this team's legit. Uh, we need to be start talking about this team. We need to start paying attention to this team. And then the moment when we start doing that, they drop it. They, they, they drop the ball. And that's what I thought was going to happen this week against Michigan State. I thought, there's no way they're going to bounce back after a loss against Michigan, which they really could have won that game. They were not out of it. They, and they were able to beat uh, Michigan State very soundly, 27-13. to 13, A little bit of a defensive game. But they were able to beat that. That was a very significant, significant win. Now you might be saying, well, Tyler, Michigan State's just down a little bit this year. True, but that was the worst case scenario for Maryland was you played good against the top five team in Michigan and then you end up coming back at home and losing to Sparty. That would have been the worst case scenario and I would have said it's Maryland all over again. There seems to be something different around this school. I am liking it and I'm very excited to see what they're able to do. Like I said, they easily could be 7-1 and one going into the last four games of their season. And honestly, you're feeling pretty good about yourself because you're like, I got Rutgers, and I feel like we can beat Wisconsin. So we're 9-1 and one if you're kind of thinking as a Maryland fan. Hopefully we beat Penn State. Maybe we can pull a quick one on, on Ohio State. They had to hear, come here to College Park. They have to come into our house. That's going to be a wild, ruckus ride. And it's the week before Ohio State plays Michigan. I think there's an argument there. You're feeling pretty good about yourself if you're Maryland. I think it's going to be fun. Definitely a team to keep an eye on, and I want to talk more Terrapins football. I cannot wait for this week against Purdue. All right, so we're going to actually jump into the right-wrong. We're going to go over all of the spread uh, from the, the gambling show, uh, and then we'll be jumping into that final question uh, that a, a viewer submitted. So where we were right this, this week, we said we liked Michigan to win. We said Purdue plus 12. I, didn't, I thought the hype for Minnesota was a little overblown. Uh, you know, Minnesota, that was the perfect opportunity to drop the ball after you know, really filling yourselves. And like I said on last week's uh, podcast, they're filling themselves. They're feeling really good. They're looking around the Big Ten, and they're saying, you know, especially the Big Ten West, hey, we can win this, we can do this, and they dropped the ball. And that's exactly what I thought was happening. I thought Purdue was going to go in and, and, and spoil it. We were right with Illinois plus seven. 
We are right with Rutgers plus 40 and a half. And uh, we said that Ohio State would win. Uh, Penn State, we said would win and Nebraska would win. Uh, where we were wrong was Iowa plus 11. I thought it was going to be closer. Uh, we were wrong on the Minnesota uh, Minnesota winning the game outright, uh, even though we thought Purdue would win, you know, plus 12. Uh, we said Wisconsin would win. Uh, we thought it would be closer, but... Illinois pulled out the upset. We were wrong with Michigan State in the spread and taking them to beat Maryland. We were wrong with the spread on Penn State, and we were wrong with the spread for Indiana to cover against Nebraska. So that uh, brings our total to... uh, Three and four on the spread, and four and three on the outright picks. So just as just to clarify, and this is I've actually had a couple of users uh, ask. I like to give out almost two separate picks. The one that I'm most concerned about is the spread. I want to get those points right. And right now, it brought up um, our total, uh, our season total to 30 and 24 on the spread, and then 42 and 12 for outright picks. So some people like to bet the spread. They like to bet the points. You're going to get a little bit better uh, numbers. You're going to be able to make a little bit more money when you're betting the spread. If you're taking a favorite at you know, m- you know, minus 250, minus 350, minus 450, you're not going to be making a lot of money if that's what you're you're using this for. I also like to predict the winner of the game. So I honestly give you two picks. So I, I like to say kind of like a pick em. I do it every week with my family. Uh, I do a pick em where I'm like, hey, this team's going to win. I want to focus in on the spread, the spread numbers. We're not as concerned as, uh, you know, the money line victory because, like you said, if you get a big victory, obviously we knew Ohio State was going to beat Rutgers. That was an easy one to predict. Obviously, we knew Ohio State was going to, to win some of the games they did. We knew Minnesota was going to beat New Mexico State. But like I said, it's more so the, the number that we're, we're focused on. But I always like to give it out because some people just like to bet many money lines. The first time I ever made a bet uh, in Las Vegas, I walked down, uh, talked to the, the sports book, and I said I wanted to put, uh, I believe it was only like $10 on uh, the Cleveland Guardians. And I said, I want, I want Cleveland to win. I'm taking, I just want them to win outright. I thought they were going to be the, the Boston Red Sox. So uh, some people like to do that. Some people aren't aren't as hardcore bettors. We want to, to provide that betting angle on the podcast, uh, and we want to be focusing in on that number because, like I said, I, I like that number a little bit more, but we'll obviously be giving out two different picks. So don't think of it uh, as like a together pick. Think of it as two separate picks, and, we're, and then uh, we're able to get the people that really want to bet the numbers and the people that just want to pick uh, the games to win. We like to do that as well. So that was where we were at. Obviously, uh, Really close this week. I I thought Indiana would cover. I thought Penn State would blow them out. Penn State kind of sputtered the entire game. Never felt like they got their legs under them. I thought Michigan State had opportunities. And uh, Iowa, I thought, had opportunities. Uh, But when you're going for it on fourth down... When you're inside, you know, your own 10 and stuff like that, you've got to convert on those those, uh, big plays. So Michigan played phenomenal, though. Like, shout out to them. So finally, uh, you know, before we look at a couple of the games and into uh, the gambling preview this next week, I had a user submit me a question, and uh, I, I find it really interesting. And I hope, and I and I don't want this to be a a hot take because honestly, I don't think it is, uh, and I don't want people to be offended by by this take, right? Uh, but it was about the Rutgers uh, Ohio State. So Ohio State, you know, absolutely kicking the, 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 the turd out of Rutgers, uh, and they decide to, to fake punt it, right? And right now, Ohio State's at home. They haven't played a home uh, an away game yet this season, right? This is their last um, kind of home stand before they have to go to Sparty next week. They, uh, they do a fake punt. The, the punter runs. 
runs and you know picks up the first down you're up beating the snot out of him Rutgers gets a, a, a cheap shot on the punter he's heading out of bounds Rutgers blows the guy up bam you know big hit and the the benches you know uh, of Ohio State of course get up in the guy's face and Rutgers Rutgers kind of uh, you know pushing and shoveling shoving it kind of turns into a little kerfuffle uh, you see Greg Schiano the head coach of Rutgers run across the field and start yelling at Ryan Day of Ohio State and and it kind of gets a little ugly. Obviously, flags are thrown and, uh, and and whatnot. So there were a few things that went through my mind. Right, number one, there's always the there's always the, the men in sports, uh, the people out there that are like the integrity of the game. Let me tell you, you are up forty nine to ten. You should not be doing that. You're beating them. You need to take the higher road. Okay, and I, I, I think that's a great take. I think that's fine. Sportsmanship, what about the children? The children are going to look as the example. We are the example of the future youth of America. Okay, yeah, I can, I can, I can buy that argument. I think it's silly. Like I said, don't want to offend anyone. If you're the sportsmanship guy and that's your thing, then go ahead. Be my guest. Be the sportsmanship guy. And then you also have the other camp that's like, well, psh. Dude, you just let a punter on a fourth down pick up the yards. Punters and kickers, normally the most unathletic uh, you know, guys on the team, they kick. Most of them are you know, ex-soccer players. All they do is kick, and you're going to let them pick up a first down, right? They're, I can see that argument. Beat us, kind of the cocky attitude. Well, you know what? Why don't you stop us? Why, why, why don't you stop us? Why don't you do it? And I can see that argument too. I really can. And honestly, I lean more towards that argument. Because guess what? This isn't high school. This isn't Little League. Stop them. You don't need to be, you know, I, in my opinion, uh, sports, if your kids are tuning in uh, to Ohio State Rutgers and you're using that as a, as a teaching moment, as a parent, I, I, I think there's that that's one of the last things you want to be doing. I think there's a lot of other opportunities that you can teach good sportsmanship instead of watching Ohio State and Rutgers and saying, well, son, you see that? That is a bad sport. Silliness in my mind. And why you would ever do that? Absolute silliness. But whatever. If that's you, that's you. You know what? I don't want to judge and I don't want people to be offended by that. How I see it is honestly, I don't know if this was a direct play call. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, it might have looked like it, but honestly, I could see the punter doing this completely on his own accord. As in, they're in practice, he's punting, because that's all they do at practice is just punt. And the, the coach says, if you ever get a lineup like this, hey, you know what, you should run. Make a run for it. Because you never know. Keep keep it honest. Keep them in the back of the head. And so honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the the punter acted alone on his own accord here to do it. And why I say that is the reaction by Ryan Day on Ohio State's sideline and the reaction of it. Shiano's running across the field to yell at him, right? And he's probably saying, you classless, spineless fool. You're beating the snot out of us. Why on earth would you do that? 
And if somebody was to accuse you of that, if someone was to accuse you of something that you didn't do, I feel like you would react the exact way that Ryan Day would. I didn't, you, you know, you piece of crap, whatever they were saying, I didn't say that. I didn't tell my punter to do that. And for you to think that I would go against the integrity of the sport, for you to run across the sideline and yell at me, that's where I'm going to draw the line. So like I said, I don't, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want anyone to think this take, I don't think this is an outrageous take, but I want to make fun of both camps because I don't think that's what happened. I think there's a third scenario that happened, and I think it's the, the players acted alone. They're in the huddle. Hey, we're going for it. I don't, you know, regardless of the score. Because guess what? The players are just out there to compete. They're out there to win. They don't care. I, I honestly don't think they care. The people who do care are the coaches. And then everyone's reaction on Twitter, we're, we're into two camps. I could see this, see this third scenario happening. And that's why you would react the way that you would do it. That's why I think Ryan Day would react to Greg Chiano like that. To have the audacity to think that I would call a play call like that. And for you to run over here, I'm going to yell that. And I can see Chiano saying this. Like I said, you, I can't believe you did that. That's my opinion on it. It was, a great, it was a great question. Thank you for submitting it. Thank you for reaching out. I love the question because I think it's very entertaining when, when, we, when we can engage like this with our, with our, uh, uh, our fans and stuff. So that, that, that's been this week's podcast, uh, the, the recap and everything. Continue to send in, in, in questions and stuff like that. I love that. I want to discuss that. And we'll, we'll give you time. That was a wonderful time. You know who submitted the question. I hope you're listening. Thank you for submitting it. Submit more, please. I want to talk about it. Uh, This next week looks absolutely phenomenal uh, for the Big Ten. Let me tell you, maybe the hardest week to predict this season is week six. Uh, Obviously, we have uh, our first game out, Rutgers, Nebraska. Very tough one. Indiana, Michigan, Maryland, Purdue, Northwestern, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State, and uh, Illinois versus Iowa. There's going to be another fun, fun week in the Big Ten football conference. I hope that all of you guys enjoy this show. Continue to support the channel. Like, comment, subscribe, review, follow us on Twitter. Send us those questions and uh, be sure to tune in on Thursday for the betting part of the podcast. Have a wonderful week.